0: Hi, welcome to the Power for Good podcast. I'm your host, Christina Ray Almeida. Entrepreneur, environmental advocate, somatic healer, life coach, and really just a grateful part of this beautiful planet. I'm also a former alcoholic and addict, and I'm here to ask some really hard questions while diving deep and discovering how influential people are using their power for good or not. What happens when someone goes through an awakening? Can people really change? How and why? Let's explore. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Power for Good podcast. Today's podcast touches on some topics that are quite controversial, but they all lead back to one thing social media. How does social media affect us today? What would our world look like without it? And how does it continue to direct our self narrative? We're discussing all this and more with today's powerful guest, an amazing woman, influencer, and a sweet friend of mine, Daria Zazulia. As a social media native, Daria has been creating content and navigating the digital space for high profile brands for over a decade. She is the founder of the digital diary My Secret Avenue and is an influential voice in the wellness, lifestyle, beauty, and fashion industries. Daria is a magnetic leader who has led creative campaigns for clients, including L'Oreal, Ralph Lauren, Aloe Yoga, Fairmont, Saqqara, SoulCycle, and many more. By unifying wellness, spirituality, lifestyle, and fashion, My Secret Avenue's goal is to illuminate a path that was once hidden and to share this valuable expertise with the world. Through her work, Daria inspires people to move forward with confidence and live a beautiful and joyful life. And as you'll see on today's podcast, Daria truly practices what she preaches. Having gone through her own powerful awakenings, she applies the many lessons and realizations from these transformational times to her own life, and then shares that with the world. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm super excited today because I have a good friend of mine, Daria Zazulia, here with me. And she hey, yes. is a beautiful inspiration to me. Hey, Daria. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> so I want you to just tell me a little bit about yourself in your own words. How is Daria today? Who is Daria today? She's a
1: founder of Health and Wellness blog, My Secret Avenue, which is all about spirituality, about mindfulness, about health and wellness in all aspects of it. So everything starting from nutrition, skincare, to mindful mindfulness, meditation, et cetera, et cetera. And in between, I sprinkle lifestyle things like travel, um, like fashion, and just other little things that really inspire me. I think my secret avenue had a, an evolution. I started my blog 12 years ago, just for fun. It was more about fashion, I would say, especially when I lived in New York. Uh, But then when my life and my my growth happened, I would say Mm -hmm. it transitioned into the wellness blog where I was just documenting everything I was going through myself, all the things I was curious about and all the growing pains, (laughs) I was depicting them on my blog and I just transferred into health and wellness which I feel like really aligns um, with my truth and my purpose. And I just wanted to share things with others in hopes that I can help them as well and inspire people, especially women, because I know how hard it is to be one in today's world, especially if you live in big cities like New York, LA, Austin. So I just wanted to really relate to these people and show that influencers that they see online it's not just a pretty picture we also are humans and also go through the same things and um yeah i was just hoping to really inspire and help somebody as well
0: oh, That's beautiful and so much that you're doing truly a goddess oh, <laughs> thank i've definitely you. seen well. <laughs> <laughs> goddess goddess vibes today yes it's <laughs> <laughs> always when we're together but yeah i've seen the evolution of of my secret avenue and i've seen some of the content you post is just amazing. I love all of your recipes and your food content, but also all of the information that you sh- that you share on wellness, I think is, is really inspiring. And I actually, I love all the brands that you work with too. They are all aligned with your values. And I think that's really important because a lot of influencers share everything. And I feel like you're so curated with what you actually choose to, to share on your, your platforms.
1: Yes, for sure. I only work with brands that I actually use in my daily life and the brands I truly believe in. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to promote something that uh, is by quality or something that I personally wouldn't use in my daily life. So and I want my audience to trust me. That's why I'm quite yeah. selective.
0: And that brings me to a question I had, which is social media. How I guess besides just having, you know, my secret avenue, how has it played a role in your life, like negative or positive? I feel like for me, it had a very negative role at one point because I was comparing myself always to mm-hmm. just like really skinny looking women. And I just, I really wanted to be thin, um, just unrealistic body image. And so mm-hmm. it led to something kind of negative for me. While at the same time, there was, there was definitely positives because there's so many inspiring people as well. Like you, for example, it's been really awesome to follow you, but how has social media played a role in your life?
1: I think it's just such a crucial part of my life. And we're going to start with a positive that I think I'm an artist at heart, but I never knew in which category of artistry I belong. And because I felt like I was always interested in different things, like fashion design, and I was Mm -hmm. interested in painting. I was interested in music. I was interested in fashion. But I never felt that I could do one thing 100%. And when Instagram became a thing, I felt like it was a great outlet for me to just really express my creativity, whatever my mood was. If it's about fashion, if it's about editorial photo shoot, if it's something related to music. So it really helped me to express myself and to be seen because I always felt like, my artistry would never be seen unless I'd become famous. So <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt I felt, like sharing like my uh, my little talents and being connected with like-minded people was such a great way to express myself. And I felt like I was having like a little world in my Instagram outside of my real life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I absolutely love about social media is connecting with amazing people and also creatives yes. and... When I was moving around from Vancouver to New York, I met so many incredible friends through, through that, uh, because it had the same interests and I was exposed to so many events and opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I for sure think that Instagram is beautiful for that reason. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. One of the major negatives in social media for me was about body image because, mm-hmm when FaceTune came in, like everyone was FaceTuning their photos, but we don't know if they did or didn't, but we, we take it as it is. Mm-hmm. And it would really affect me. And I remember I was like face FaceTuning like the shit out of myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> We've here. all been there. We've all been there. Yes. Years ago. <laughs> and sometimes it will go like, like down, down my feet. and like, Oh my God, this is such a poor Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, and
0: For those you of know? you who don't know what FaceTune is, it's an app that allows you to literally like change your face and your body can get a tiny waist and like big old eyes. So anyway, sorry, continue.
1: (laughs) And I, I wouldn't see how like even me, like changing myself in photos will affect my mentality and the way I perceive myself. So, um, and I've been struggling with body image issues for years. So it was been like a, like lifelong struggle for me. Uh, so definitely that wasn't helping. And I also realized that I, wasn't living in present that much. I was always thinking like ahead, like, okay, I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to go to this event. And these are the pictures I'm going to take, you know? And while I was there, I was only thinking about that instead of actually enjoying the event or making Mm -hmm. connections. I changed that now. So let's say if I'm going to event or if I, in a beautiful place, I will take photos, but I'm not going to post them right away. And I'll Mm -hmm. do that when I'm um, sitting down like alone, I'll do that. So, I think it just really like created this reality, like fictional reality that is yeah. not present, you know? like And you like try to imitate this beautiful lifestyle and share with people and then it affects them as well. And at the end of the day, it's just all illusion for you and for them, you know? So I think those were the negatives, but I think right now I'm in a really good relationship with social media um, in terms of how I use it. And I see only positives right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's a tricky relationship with social media. And I totally agree with yeah. you. You have to figure out how to be present. Because even my on, on my Instagram, I, I feel just, it's a beautiful sunset. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to be sharing this. And it's like, you just enjoy the sunset sometimes, you know? It doesn't always need to be shared. I but know. we have this, like, I don't know, this draw to share everything now. It's like, it didn't mm-hmm. used to be like that when we were... Well, at least when I was growing up, there was Bang. a concert, was a sunset, there was things happening and not everybody had their phone out. And if you go to an event nowadays, anything that's going on, you literally look around, you'll see every single person has their phone out and is recording it. Like we all are addicted to, it's, I feel like it has to do with attachment because we don't want the moment to end. You know, it's like a beautiful sunset. I want to remember this sunset forever. Like this event is so cool. I want to remember forever when half the time we never even look at those videos again. Right. I think so too, but I also feel like it's also validation that comes into
1: play. Like we want to be validated by others. Oh, she's like seeing this beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's at this beautiful location. Oh, she's at this beautiful event, you know? And we also want to like, and for the form of validation, we want to get attention and like love. Like at the end of the day, I feel yeah. like that's what it's coming from. We all want to be loved and admired. So I believe for share something beautiful will be, we'll get that.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And just thinking about when we were growing up and how we didn't have social media, I feel like it must be so hard today, even just being in high school or middle school where everything, where there's just, everything is so readily available online, social media, like anything you do can be recorded, can be shared or is shared. How do you think that social media creates a negative impact on young women, their body images or anyone really young, the younger generation?
1: I think um, I mean I have a sister who is ten years younger, so mm-hmm. I can definitely see how she is affected by social media. And yeah, I would say body image for sure is like number one thing that comes to my mind. Always comparing and to the like, young girls and their bodies. I also feel like they already like growing up with this like picture of a certain lifestyle in their eyes, and what is cool how they're supposed to be instead of actually navigating life themselves like through their friends in real life, their parents and their own experiences. They're just seeing this again, this illusion online. And they think that's how their life should be and it's how they should look. Otherwise they won't be successful, their failure. Mm-hmm. So I think that's in a negative way. But at the same time, I think it gives opportunity mm-hmm. to like younger generations to be really open about what they think are going through and, and really like be vocal about it. And I noticed Gen Zs are way more raw for mm-hmm. their social media than let's say millennials are. Uh, and they express themselves. They're actually not afraid to be not perfect, which I really like. And even watching my sister, like the videos she posts and she just like doesn't care how she looks, like, the angles, <laughs> you know, like all well, the makeup or not. She's just talking like her truth. And she talks about this random thing that happened to girls on campus. And I feel like when we're millennials, we millennials post a story, we're like, okay, fix our hair, makeup, <laughs> take- the lighting is perfect. Did I say this nicely? So I feel like they are way more comfortable being in front of people and just speaking like public speaking even, which is, I think, really great.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that's how the TikTok movement kind of started Is TikTok mm. is more raw. It's a lot... Well, I feel that a lot of the videos that do really well on TikTok, at least, are just people just talking, expressing their opinions. And especially younger generations, I think that they are a lot more interested in sustainability and the environment. I think it gives a like, yeah. great platform, as you said, for them to express to become activists, to, um, change the world, which is pretty cool. Sure. So how did you work on a positive body image for yourself?
1: Oh my God. It was such a journey for me. I think in my life I've tried all of the diets and all of the workout plans. And (laughs) for me, like I was never, um, a skinny girl. And I was always like prone to like gain weight fast if I didn't, um, take care of my body. So and I was again growing up in this um, environment where women had to look like they're supermodels and skinny, especially Eastern Europe. It's all about like looks for mm-hmm. women, which is before at least. And I always had this like like supermodel image in my eyes, and I thought it had to be that uh, in order to be loved, you know, essentially. And I was, I think all like my life, like all all my twenties, like most of my twenties, I was dieting. Like I was always restricting myself and, um, I would like, like change my social plans even (laughs) based on like my Mm. diet. And it was like not eat anything and then binge on the weekends and excessive workouts. And, um, I just realized that it just coming from such a place of not loving yourself and, it's like the more I restrict myself, the more I put myself in these like borders, the more I fail. and every time I would try any like diet, I would lose weight. but then as soon as I would stop it because eventually it's not sustainable. I'm tired of it, mm-hmm. it will all bounce back. And, and I realized because everything I was doing, like what I was eating, the types types of workouts I was doing, the type of job I was doing, I didn't love. So it felt like a chore to me. It felt like a homework every time. And that's why it was for me so hard to maintain like the body size I wanted to and positive body image. And then I realized that it's all about like when you, you work out because you love your body and not because you hate it. You eat because it's a very nutritious food and it's actually helps you to be more energetic not because mm-hmm. you want to lose some pounds or it's like healthy according to some nutritionist and i know like people talk a lot about it but it's all about being intuitive um with how you move and how you eat but of course having like like basic knowledge about nutrition is important uh because otherwise we'll go like, oh, i feel like having pizza i feel like having a cheesecake you know <laughs> yeah uh, but I feel like I gained that knowledge of, about nutrition and different type of um, foods and stuff like that. So it kind of helps me to be more intuitive and more healthy with my choices. And I would say it's it's been a process and I can't say like I'm 100% there, but it's for sure so much, so much better than it was before. And whoever is listening, I highly recommend don't try... 20 different diets because someone said that or because you feel like it's going to help you based on X, Y, Z. We all have different bodies and different needs. And it's really important to actually consult with a professional doctor. I prefer Eastern medicine. Mm -hmm. So so I love their kind of approach to health and nutrition. And I started working with Eastern medicine doctor recently who really like examined my body. And
0: what does Eastern medicine really mean? Like
1: uh, it's holistic medicine basically It's using herbs acupuncture like cupping so basically okay. there are no like, for no pharmaceuticals involved no chemicals it's all natural mm, so basically okay. like going back to like our ancestors and how they used to like live and how they used to heal their illnesses etc cetera, etc cetera, which is how i think everyone should be healing their issues yes but yes and honestly like i found out so much about myself about my body like me my doctor actually went so deep into my like history health history since I was a child um oh, wow. to really see where yeah where, where like my issues could come from and especially for women like we are based like, we function based on moon cycle like not just our period but everything and she really helped me to tailor a good nutrition plan for me I would say that way and really explained that all of my gut problems so hormonal problems were coming from wrong nutrition and i remember i wrote down like on a piece of paper she asked me like write down like your average day like what you for breakfast what you for like lunch and dinner and i wrote down like two days for her and she remember it was like so angry She's like oh my god this is so wrong and i was like Are she <laughs> kidding me i'm eating like the most organic clean food the most like healthiest protein powders like She's like, yeah, like your ingredients might be good, but the way you cook them and when you eat them, how -hmm. how you eat them is so wrong. So your digestion is just like not working at its prime. And I was like, wow. And I remember I was like eating so healthy and always struggling with bloating, with heartburns, you name it. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say that going back to my point, sure, there's some standards for that kind of work for everyone. But if you're experiencing certain issues um, with diets or with nutrition, I would highly recommend going to see a doctor, whether you choose Western medicine or Eastern medicine or with a nutritionist. Um, I highly recommend doing that before you like choose a really specific diet for yourself.
0: So what was the most important change that you made within your nutrition and love all of your all the food that you share, all the cooking videos, Mm -hmm. everything is so beautifully, um, beautifully that we have the way that you share it, but it also looks delicious. So um, thank you so much. But yeah, what Um, was, I guess the biggest change that you you did within your nutrition plan that you saw really uh, benefiting you?
1: I think number one thing was, is to eat warm and cooked foods most of the time throughout the year, especially in the mornings. So basically our digestion works the same way as you like start the car. You start the car so it warms up and it can drive you. Same as your digestion. You have to warm it up in the morning so it works properly. So having like cold breakfast or like cold smoothies actually a no-go.
0: Which so many people do. And- <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. I've been one of them. I've been having like protein shakes every single morning. That was my go-to breakfast. That would be probably one of the biggest things. And actually you have to, you have to eat cooked for lunch and dinner too. An exception is probably like summertime when it's more hot. So you you can eat more like salads and stuff like that mm-hmm. for lunch. But when it's coming towards the fall and winter, you have to eat cooked almost for every single meal. Hmm. So that was kind of groundbreaking for me. Also, a fruit has to be eaten by itself and preferably before lunch and after breakfast. And you have to have like two hours in between the meals. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And you should have like fruits, not just like an apple or an orange. It has to be like a fruit salad. So it's like a mix of like citrusy, crunchy, uh, et cetera. And it's actually based on your height and your weight, how much you need to eat. And it really helps you to get all of the vitamins. It's going to help you stop craving refined sugar. So it hasn't really, um, really helped me in that sense as well. Oh, and also, of course, eat your greens and your vegetables. Again, like for lunch and dinner, you have to have like variety, not just like one type of vegetable.
0: Did you feel like when you changed your nutrition and you added this kind of rituals to your day, did it change your mood? Did it change... I guess oh. yeah, your overall energy throughout the day?
1: Hundred percent. Like I mean, I've been only seeing the doctor for acupuncture like once a week or once every two weeks. So it's not that I've been working with, like getting treatments every day, you know? Uh it was the, my main healer was um uh, my uh my diet. And I stopped being bloated, um, less and less heartburns. Of course my mood elevated because I'm not like in discomfort all the time, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I'm sure I'm sure lots of women can relate about bloating, um, mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a big issue for many of us. So, just following these simple rules, my digestion became so much better. I'm still not 100%, but I'm working towards it. And hopefully, like in a few months, will be at its prime. But I definitely feel the difference. And again, it was a proof to me that we don't need any like medicine, we don't yeah. need any like extra crazy treatments. It's all about like Earth's like products. Earth is our healer. Yeah. And we can't. So, that's what I learned. And you I was that. also a big fan of supplements. I was like, if you would see me every morning before I would have like, I don't know, 20 different supplements <laughs> in my hand. And my doctor, she's like, you know, like supplements actually meant for people who like can't chew, for example, or people who like, went through like a crazy like illness and they're in the recovery process and really deficient in things. So they really need supplements. Mm-hmm. We, if we have a balanced diet, we really can get everything we need from the food. Of course, there's some things like, here and there, you can add like uh, before going to bed with magnesium, like things mm-hmm. like that. But like you shouldn't chug with vitamin A, B, C, D, like you know,
0: yeah,
1: uh, every morning, which was also like groundbreaking for me because I was so
0: addicted to different supplements. Yeah, I feel like the world, you know, nature really has so much to offer us. And popping pills every morning, even if they are just supplements, is quite unnecessary. It's I think it really has to do with just ads and marketing and companies just really making us believe that we need all this stuff when we don't, it's just right outside our windows
1: <laughs> or at the market,
0: Exactly. <laughs> at the exactly. farmer's market. But thinking about rituals, <laughs> what do you think are your most important wellness rituals throughout the day? What is something that you love to do?
1: I love mornings. So for me, mornings are like sacred. So the first thing in the morning that I do when I wake up, especially recently, I do breath work. I've been really into it lately, and I feel like it really helps me to release um, all the stagnant energy that was accumulated throughout the night, all the toxins, and even anxiety. You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning yeah. like, oh my god, I have to do this and this and this. And I really try not to check my email before I finish my morning routine. Uh, so when I do it, I'm like, not you want to answer to this person, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely like do my breath work with elements of like. Stretching, yoga, Pilates, whatever I feel like. And it's really interesting how, like, being intuitive about the movement as well. Like, our body knows exactly what kind of stretch you need, what kind of uh workout you need. Like, if you just flow, if you know, like, the basic, like, yoga poses and Pilates movements, and just, like, try to play, especially if you're a woman
0: mm-hmm. with
1: music in the morning and just, like, flow and just do those workouts. uh It just feels so good. So, I've been practicing that lately in the morning and then finishing up with meditation, um, at the end. And, um, then I love doing dry brushing or like lymphatic massage in the morning before I hop to the shower. Mm -hmm. Um, just really to like stimulate my lymph and like, again, helps you to eliminate toxins and
0: boost your digestion. I've actually been so interested in the dry brushing. I've seen you share that and I have yet to do it. It looks really nice though. (laughs) Honestly, it's so good
1: for you, like in so many, many different like levels. I haven't been really consistent with that, but I'm going back to it because I feel like I just, can't, I just can't feel like all the toxin like pulling out from my body with water, you know, that mm-hmm. you drain basically. Yeah. Uh, and I've been following like amazing, like masseuses, like here in Los Angeles, who are specializing in lymphatic drainage and they've been showing before and after something, they say how like we think, oh, it's a stubborn fat that we have, for example, on our, our belly, where in fact, it is just water retention or inflammation that's in your body. And you can actually help yourself uh, by doing like a little lymphatic drainage massage or a um, dry brushing every morning for five
0: minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I actually it's started incredible. to
0: do um, the lymphatic drainage massage because of you, because I saw <laughs> that you were sharing that. And I'm like, I got to try this. And so now I found a masseuse that she comes to my house and does the lymphatic mm-hmm. drainage. And She's awesome. really amazing. Anything. She's from Brazil. And every oh, time yeah. she Sorry finishes, much. like literally I'll feel like something like energetic in my legs. I feel just like movement throughout my body. And she always knows things too. She's like, you need more water or she's like, you've been, eating. Yeah. she told me last time that I had been eating too many carbs because I was swollen. Like my legs, apparently. Uh, she, she just knows things, but it's really interesting yeah. how they are so in tune and sometimes. Um, For sure. And I
1: yeah. also believe like, because, yeah, because uh, when we're dehydrated, our water stores more water in our body. So it can have some reserve in case, you know, it's emergency to mm-hmm. eat and the body needs some water. So it's yeah. interesting how it works, but yeah, it's an also awesome belief like we have those like inflamed parts of our bodies. Uh, because like some sort of energetic, like some chakra is blocked as mm-hmm. well. It's also connected, like your your mental and your physical is so connected. And like I even read, that like, you can do like twenty massages a day, but if you have anxiety and stress, like your body is gonna hold on on to like the fat, the water, whatever it is, and it's not really gonna help you. So I think it's all about really like working on your mind and on your on your like balance to and the rest, all of these things of like nutrition and. Massages, they will kind of fall into place, you know, and yeah. they're gonna be like a like a compliment to your to your wellness. But yes, yeah, so I try to do that, and then I do a quick journaling in the morning. I love five minute journal for for the days so when I don't have time to journal a lot, and whenever I feel like a lot of things piled up, I journal my regular journal, and then I a the breakfast and my matcha.
0: Gotta have matcha.
1: <laughs> yes, I love my matcha. And I start my day, I open my computer and I start working. Oh, actually, one thing I learned about matcha, I think you would love that fact uh, from my doctor. Mm-hmm. So when you add milk into your matcha, the tea loses its healing properties. Oh um, so goodness. it just
0: becomes... It if just you becomes add like, like, anything like oat milk, almond milk, or... It, any, any milk,
1: it just kills its like health properties. It just becomes like a yummy drink. But what you can do, you can either drink... Matcha, i add um the, like a teaspoon of coconut milk mm-hmm. uh, milk um oil sorry and um i just add some honey so it becomes more like, creamy and mm. like, thick, thicker, thicker consistency and it tastes amazing you're like um, crushing
0: my matcha dreams right now. My matcha
1: latte dreams. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. Honest, honestly, honestly, I've been, <laughs> I've been so crushed and disappointed because I realized if I'm out and I want to order matcha, they're not going to put like coconut oil for me, you yeah. know? But you know what? It's all about like 80-20 kind of rule. Like, you know, there's, you can indulge in different things, you know, um, here and there. But,
0: but yes, yeah, it's the fact that was gonna kind of blow my mind. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> that is kind of interesting. I'll have to look into that. <laughs> i'm not convinced mm-hmm. you. i'm like no I, it can't be true
1: i actually actually <laughs> i was i was like i was doubting her as well and i saw one of the bloggers posting about my chat and she said the same thing i was like okay. oh no <laughs> yeah but,
0: yeah I, those are some great some great rituals i think the morning is such a beautiful time and movement in the in the morning is so important and i feel like as you said like we have emotions trapped in different parts of our body so yoga can really help For me lately, I've been dancing, dancing in the morning, put a little music on, dancing. And I literally get goosebumps sometimes. Like I just feel my body releasing the anxiety, releasing the stress. Yeah, I probably look a little crazy, but. (laughs) Honestly,
1: (laughs) I'm with you. I I was actually thinking about doing dances with my, like, frequent workout um mm-hmm. it's actually a freaking great workout
0: especially if you put like the music you absolutely love something it is. Energetic. no you can like work up a sweat 100 percent.
1: oh my god yes i think it's so liberating and i think especially for us women it's so feminine and i'm not sure about you but I always like i found like even though i'm a very feminine person but i was trying to be masculine in a sense of like my career and being yeah. really structured organized so i didn't have enough room. For play and expression, like in my 20s, really, uh, I was kind of, yeah, I was trying to always be the strong, you know, woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think these kind of rituals, like dancing in front of the mirror, um, I don't know, naked or in the pretty outfit or <laughs> whatever it is, it's really, really empowering and really like feminine and really connects you with your sensuality. It's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I
0: couldn't agree more. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that, the masculine energy. I feel I have an abundance of the masculine energy and it's sometimes it's hard for me to tap into the feminine, but I've been working on that because I am so like career driven and I have so many things that I want to do. And so it's hard for me sometimes to just like relax and step into the feminine and move slowly and just embrace sensuality. But it's so beautiful, you know, when you can really find a balance and find moments to step into that.
1: Yeah, I think it's also like the fact that like you like, recognize that and like I understand that as well it's such a big thing already you know Mm -hmm. we're trying to like okay let us tap into our feminine and bring it to balance you know exactly and actually and actually going to body image I think it's also one of the great like tips for people who struggle with negative body image is to like dance in front of the mirror Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's naked or like in a beautiful outfit it just will make you feel so much more beautiful I'm not sure if you noticed that but like you look at yourself and you look admire yourself and you like love yourself which like you don't do frequently
0: yeah you know I think it's about really changing the narrative when we look in the mirror too because yeah that was something I think I noticed about myself is like every time I was looking in the mirror it was like oh my god my nose is too big like or I have fat hair Mm -hmm. like my butt is looking weird or it was just negative things you know and so you have to be Mm -hmm. conscious and if you just step inside and look in the mirror and start to consciously change the narrative and dance. Yeah. Like just smile at yourself, dance, be free. I think that can be really, really healing. I, I agree. I want to talk a little bit about how you've grown your Instagram and how you've helped other brands grow. What do you think is the most important thing in really growing your brand?
1: Um, I think authenticity, because I think I just saw this so much with my own example and example of other like influencers I admire and brands. I started Instagram, for example, because it, I just like was my outlet to express myself, and I would do it if I didn't make any money, I would still do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think people could feel that, and like energy doesn't lie. So, and I feel like that's having a good intention. Uh, if you would say if you're a person or a brand, it's really important, and because everyone can learn how to make a certain edit, everyone can, you know what I mean, like produce mm-hmm. a nice photo shoot, but this like authenticity, this the personal creativity, not trying to like copy others, you know, yeah. I think are two biggest advices I would give, um, for people who want to grow their social media. And I think being like raw and authentic, because like right now, social media becoming bigger and bigger and the market is more, um, saturated and you have to stand out. And the only way to stand out, to be honest, is to be yourself, um, yeah. And, and just share your, your thoughts, share your problems, share your happy moments, you know, like as if you're like talking to your friend. So I think that's what really like stands out to me whenever I follow somebody, for example,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I see how real they are. And even, even like myself, like when I follow somebody and I see someone sharing like this story, like I don't know, about their skin problem or about like a relationship problem or something like they're going through. And I become so much more interested because I'm like, aha, I can relate, you know? And maybe they have a good tip for me and maybe just makes me feel better that I'm not alone, you know? And mm-hmm. whenever I'm like vulnerable on my social media, I get such a great response from people. And I was like, yeah, I should do more. Not only I like share and like release and like help myself I also help others you know yeah but of course like being like having good taste and being like talented and creating great graphics and photos and being on top of trends as well is also part of it but I think that's just only the factor we're going like catch people's eye at first you know like, mm-hmm. like oh okay this looks really attractive but then they want to get to know you and that's all you have on your social. That's not enough. Yeah. There, there should be substance, you know, behind it.
0: Definitely. And it is beautiful that you are so vulnerable too in, on your Instagram and your platforms. I think that's really hard though, you know, even for my Instagram too, I, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm trying more and more to really share, um, on all my platforms. And mm-hmm. I think that can be really scary because when you share, I don't know, there's a, and a little insecurity where you think, oh my God, people are gonna judge me, people are gonna reject. But mm-hmm. like you said, I think it's surprising because those moments actually when I have shared, there's such a good response. You know, people actually do support and people just want to relate. And so authenticity, I think it is really important. And if you do want to grow your brand, I think being open to being vulnerable,
1: right? For sure. For sure. I I couldn't agree more.
0: So I guess ties so into a little bit of what I've been going through in the past couple of months. I've had over my lifetime, I've had many spiritual awakenings, but in the past couple of months, I, I guess I've had another awakening that has landed me on a path of sobriety. So mm. my question to you is, have you ever experienced an awakening or multiple?
1: Oh, oh my God. Um, I definitely have. I definitely have had lots of like growing pains for sure, but I think the true awakening I would say happened to be maybe in the summer, and oh, wow. it's all yeah. It's I think it's already connected about like self love and stop people pleasing. Even though I thought I stopped doing that, I still was catching myself in the same patterns whether it was in romantic relationships or with acquaintances of people that I just met and not being able to say no or express my true feelings about the situation. And a few things happened to me, both in romantic and friends situations, where I was kind of pushed by Universe in the bus to literally speak up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it made me feel like, ah, oh, you know, like, it just feels so good and so different. And, and I think that really made me value and respect myself more and really i just really realized what i want in my life like from relationships from uh my work how i spend my day and i just like really refined what makes me and who makes me feel good Mm -hmm. and and also realized i've been like i knew like i'm an intuitive person and people been telling me oh you're so intuitive but i would always doubt my intuition you know yeah and Whenever I would like close my eyes and just go against it, I would always get like burned. And now I, hundred percent follow it. And like I noticed, like even like things that happened to me even last week, I would follow my intuition. Probably any logical person would tell me like it wasn't like a logical thing to do, or it was it was too harsh or whatever. But I followed my intuition, and I was so right. And I was like, wow, my like, thank you, universe, for guiding me and. Thank you, myself, for listening, you yes. know? Um, finally. And also, like, recognizing, like, I think just really, like, navigating your life um, based on how you feel. Like, if you go to the party and you're there for, like, two hours and you realize you're done, like, there's nothing, nothing there for you to do, just get up and leave and say you have to go, you know, instead mm-hmm. of staying there for five hours or having too much alcohol to really relate or have fun with these people. Actually, like, going back to, like, your point about being sober, I'm not, like, 100% sober, I will have drinks here and there. Um, but I noticed I'm drinking way, way, way less than I used to drink even last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like I've been, actually last week, I've been to two events, which were super fun. And like, I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna have a couple of drinks. And I got there and realized, you know what? I don't think I need one Yeah. to actually enjoy this event. And if I can't enjoy sober, then there's no point even, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being here. So Another great point. And I think before we used to like drink to really like have this sense of belonging with the crowd who is there, you know, to be accepted, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because sober, we couldn't really relax or like, you know, open up to these people. And I realized that that was a big
0: part of it. Yeah. I think the more you become comfortable with yourself and the more you start to love yourself, the more you can really be without alcohol as well as you said, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful that you were able to go to that event and just have a good time and you just listen to your body as well. And you just said, no, I'm not feeling it. And I think I can just yeah. have a good time as well. And, and I think more importantly too, who you surround yourself with, and it sounds mm-hmm. like you've really created a beautiful space for yourself with friends that are, are nourishing to your soul um, and even events that you are, are finding really enjoyable. And I feel like a lot yeah. of people use alcohol to tune out, as you said, they don't like their situation. They don't like even who they're around or not even mm-hmm. recognizing that, but using alcohol yeah. to make the situation better. And
1: for sure. Yeah. And it's
0: like, th- that's,
1: that's 100%. And it's, I think if people just really like who still use alcohol to really have this sense of belonging and they still are not honest with themselves, you know, about what they want and they don't really like, like navigate based on, feeling good they're, they're just thinking that external things will give that to them you know mm-hmm. and i think also like having boundaries um that's something i learned uh a lot this year even like the boundaries with the closest people you have like your family or your close yeah. friends you know work so crucial because like i say you have like 20 friends and if you like if you become a therapist to all of them and you like consult every single person for an hour every day you have no emotional <laughs> energy for yourself for doing yeah. anything you know as much as you love them as as much as you want to help them like you have to like create that boundary as well or even with work like don't check your email till like 9 a.m until you're done doing your rituals or don't answer email when you're like watching a movie at night you know like mm-hmm. I noticed myself being on my emails while I would watch a TV show and I had to rewatch the same episode like five times because I didn't <laughs> yeah. remember anything. I think it's, it's just realizing like unless like you, you have to be in a good space emotionally, um, physically, if you don't feel good, you know, it can't show up for others. Like you can not be a good partner, friend, I don't mm-hmm. know, influencer, uh, company, CEO, you know, until you actually help yourself first and find what
0: works for you. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You have to heal yourself. You have to be there for yourself before you're there for anybody else. I think that's yeah. so so true. So, how does spirituality play a role in your life?
1: I think it a, plays a big role, and to be honest, I had like such a struggle with it because I I think I truly spirituality as homework before because mm-hmm. like I wasn't I wasn't like brought up in a religious family. I mean, I was baptized and like went to the like, church like on big holidays. So for me, like whenever I, I went to these events it felt like was a chore in a way it was like a proper thing you have to like be obedient have to do this it didn't feel like you know a connection yeah um so when I was like tapping into spirituality in different shapes and forms years before it still kind of felt like that to me I thought okay if I'm spiritual that means I need to read these books I need to meditate for 30 minutes morning and night in a certain shape and position in a certain setting you know like or like I have to journal a certain amount of pages. Like I still kind of treat that as like some sort of structured thing. And I would notice how I would want to skip it because it feels like, home- feels like homework. But then I realized that being spiritual is not necessarily doing certain things and talk about it all the time. You know, mm-hmm. being spiritual could be like how how aligned you are with yourself, like how aligned you are you are with what you do for a living, or what are your hobbies, people you're with, how you spend your time, what kind of relationship you're you're in, you know? Yeah. Like, are your actions are are you really aligned with who you are and what you want? You know, are your thoughts aligned with your soul, basically? And I realize whenever I see some people who are like, not necessarily might like call themselves spiritually, but the way they live, you know, the way they How they work, how they move, like who they're friends with, what they do is so like flowy and aligned, and like they're deeply spiritual people, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because they're living their truth. I think spirituality. I think spirituality is living your truth, Uh, and if you live your truth, you're connected to the source, you know. Mm -hmm. And all of these supplemental things like meditation and like all of that, it's like again, it's like a compliment that just really I think escalates it to another level. Because I know myself, like I've been doing all of these like, things like spiritual people should do, but then my life was so not aligned, you know, mm-hmm. with like yeah. work-wise, relationship-wise, it wasn't working for me, you know? So right now I think being spiritual is actually what we talked about, even like the breakthrough we talked about is with putting boundaries. about so by the way you move, like for the workouts, your rituals, it's your responses to different situations in life. Yeah. It's how you take care of yourself and others. I think that's spirituality to me. Now I'm starting to get that. But I for sure, I think tapping into different practices, whatever it is, like, I don't know, for Buddhism or some sort of, like, religion people choose, I think just opens, like, different portals, like, and, like, like takes it to another level. So I for mm-hmm. sure believe in that. But I think, like, the, the, the base of being spiritual is really, like, being aligned with the truth and you only know what your truth is, you know? Yeah. Um, you can read that in books, I think. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's so true. I think spirituality really can't be, there's no one definition, you know, as you said, and it, it is what it is to you. Everybody finds it in different forms. And it really is mm-hmm. beautiful to connect to yourself and figure out what does sure. spirituality look like in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's an ongoing journey. You know, And I, yeah. like you, I was raised in a quite confusing way, actually, because I would go one weekend to Catholic church and then the other weekend to my mom's like non-denominational church. And she was very spiritual in a different way. Um, so there was yeah no structure and I was a little confused <laughs> and I just rejected it all for a while, but eventually, yeah, it came down to just connecting to myself, as you said. So I definitely yeah. resonate with that. And I have one more question for you, which is uh, one of my favorite topics. How does sustainability play a role in your life? Uh, I think it plays the biggest role in
1: my life ever. I think in my whole lifetime, because I realize the more we go against nature and the more we not support it the more we harm not just the earth but ourselves so i think everything from like my everyday life like the type of food i buy how i eat how much plastic do i i don't know use like or plastic bags i used to go in grocery stores and mm-hmm. no paper towels things like that so i try to be really mindful of these things and try to buy like foods like which are not packaged or like when i go to whole foods for example i don't take a plastic bag to put my apples in it i just throw it in my my basket and i'm like i'm gonna wash it better when i come you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh home and like not using like as much electricity like lights so, and like i don't need like a light in every single room while i'm watching tv you know yeah so like being and that like before like I would just do it because, like, people would tell me to do it, like, you know, like, my parents or whatever. But now I actually understand the grand effect of these little things. Like, okay, imagine every single one of us do these little things, like, uh, take, like, 20-minute showers or, like, have lights on everywhere, you know, like, how much it affects our planet, you know? Like, it's insane. Mm -hmm. And also, like, to be honest with you, like, living, like, in Venice really, like, opened my eyes as well because people are just, like, throwing plastic everywhere on the beach and it's so bad. And like, I even catch myself mm-hmm. picking up some garbage when I walk by oh and God, just yeah. like, yeah, it's just really, it's just really, really bad. And like, when you see it, like, I think when you live like in a more privileged neighborhoods, for example, if you like not exposed to like pollution, you just hear about, it, like, oh yeah, it exists somewhere. It's not here. Like you know, I'm not it's, not, it's not touching me yet. That's why people are not really serious about it. But when you're actually exposed to it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you can see it like almost every day, you understand how big of a problem that is.
0: Yeah, definitely. So
1: I'm for sure I'm, I'm for sure more mindful about it. Like I tried to like, if I can just buy of Uber somewhere, like things like that, you know, and even like not buying processed foods and buying, you know, uh, buying fresh foods without packaging, as I mentioned, Yeah, all of these, all of these little things, um, definitely um definitely i try to follow but no means i'm not i'm not perfect like I still like probably do so many things which are not 100 sustainable but um actually another thing that i noticed i've been doing um like as an influencer we do get lots of like PR packages mm-hmm. and lots of like free stuff and i just learned to say no because like I don't need another pair of jeans you know yeah and uh, yeah and I just stopped like I'm actually gonna shift it from working too much with fashion brands because to just I just, like, I mean, just as much clothing I have, I'm like, it's insane and mm-hmm. how much mass production it is. And um, I also, like, encourage my friends. I'm like, guys, like, just come and, like, I'll give you my clothes and go and buy stuff, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. so we can help each other. Um, but yes, so I think it's how I see, I see the sustainability really affecting my life. And again, like, as we talk about medicine, you know, as well, like, using medicine from the earth you know herbs mm-hmm. and things like that which is like given to us not like some chemical stuff yeah um, I think it's also part of
0: sustainability oh definitely and I think everything that you're saying is really just being conscious in your everyday life which I know like none of us are are 100 perfect and I'm sure there's people there are people out there it's like 100 percent zero waste but I don't think that's really the goal for everyone and as you said, if we all just were a little more conscious, it would make a really big Mm -hmm. impact for the world. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing is just being conscious of what you're doing throughout your day, making small little changes that eventually if everyone jumps on board could make a big impact.
1: (laughs) For sure. Yeah. You were doing such a fantastic job with, I mean, how many years has it been now? I know, I know you for four years or so, and you've been doing that um and honestly thank you thank you so much for bringing awareness to to the subject because i feel like you were one of the pioneers actually especially online really promoting um all the brands uh who are eco-friendly which is amazing now everyone is shifting towards that which is Mm -hmm. great
0: but i love sustainable fashion brands So definitely yes in new york too when i was living in new york it was just so cool how like readily available it was um well just mm-hmm. a lot cooler that you could just walk down the, to a couple of different shops that were all sustainable brands smaller designers so definitely missing that a little bit here in Miami but still everything is so available now via Instagram social media and obviously you know, Google but I guess there's nothing like like New York <laughs> no no but do you miss New York thought- at all you've you, you just <laughs> left New York recently
1: uh yeah I actually was there two weeks ago um to finally get my stuff from the storage that I stored a year and a half ago when I was moving to LA not even knowing if I'm staying here forever or not you know mm-hmm. so I finally got back to like sort that out and honestly there's nothing like New York it still has this magic and it's energy but I think it's also about like growing and evolving and I feel like I kind of outgrown um the yeah. city in a sense like I've gotten whatever I wanted to get out of it. And I was like, I was just sitting there. I was like thinking, would I want to relive like my life again here? And I realized, no, I'm like, that's good because that means you grew, you know, you're ready for something else. Mm -hmm. I still would love to go back there and just to visit and for work or for pleasure. Um, but I don't see myself, um, living there because I feel like I need more nature and peace and quiet to, feel grounded and calm and New York is not that, <laughs> my gosh. but, but I think if, I think almost everyone has to do New York in their lifetime, uh, if they have that desire, do it. Living there was one of the biggest like life experiences of my life. So Definitely. if you dream about it, go
0: for it, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I feel so grateful for my time in New York as well, but I did, I felt outgrow it as well. I <laughs> I grew my yeah. time there. I don't know if I can really outgrow New York cuz there's just so much there, but yeah, it was yeah, time for really- the next next step, next phase and being so grounded as well as you mentioned, like here with nature is just nothing compares to it now. At this time in my life, this is what I need. But back then I was
1: it was exactly yeah. what I needed at
0: that, that time as well. So, so grateful. Oh, for sure. And if you, I think if you're looking for growth, I think- There's no better place.
1: <laughs> we'll make
0: you grow in so oh my many God. different ways. We'll challenge you. It'll make you grow. Bring you to tears and then you'll have so much fun. <laughs> yes, it's all, it's, it's all going to happen super
1: fast too. Oh like gosh, way yeah. faster than in LA or anywhere else.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I know. But well, I feel like we've- Talked about so many amazing things. Do you think have we left anything unsaid? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like you and I can talk for hours. No, <laughs> we could probably keep going for another couple of hours. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, maybe not. Not to not to bore your listeners. <laughs> we can finish up, but yeah, if anyone has any questions, like more than welcome to like DM. I guess. Yeah, um, where can me? people find you? Guess, yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at my secret avenue. And I usually check my yeah I check my dms once in a while and dance to my followers so don't think your message will be unnoticed
0: um I love talking to you guys oh that's amazing yeah slide into her dms yes I'm sure that that (laughs) people ask you a lot about nutrition wellness everything um I love all of your content as I mentioned so many times you've definitely inspired me thank you I feel like I've picked up such great tricks of the trade just on like wellness rituals and just daily things, such great brands, such great things. As I mentioned, you know, the lymphatic drainage and everything. So go check out my secret Avenue if you haven't already seen it, but I adore you and your incredible positivity. Um, Um, I would love to, I love you you soon. Hopefully I'll see you soon. I'm going to come to LA. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. And I want to come to Miami. Let's make it happen.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Come visit. You're welcome. Anytime. But thanks for hanging out with us and chatting wellness and all fun things today. And uh, thank you, Christina, for having me. Thanks, Doria. I'm Christina Ray, and you've been listening to the Power for Good podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And join me next week for another powerful conversation. Share a story of how you are using your power for good by sending me a DM on my Instagram at Christina Ray Almeida. I'll be sharing your stories at the end of every episode weekly. If you're interested in learning more on how we can work together, head to my website. I am ChristinaRay.com, and let's connect sending you so much love and remember you are powerful.